O oh Lord, you indeed will reign forever. Uh, we pray that you would open our eyes to see that. That as we come to your word, uh, that you will illumine our minds and our hearts uh, to see the glory and the beauty of Jesus and that somebody uh, tonight would uh, begin uh, a journey uh, following him. Uh, so I pray that he would shine uh, and nobody else uh, this evening. Uh, through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. And so the year must have been 1997. Um, my brother and I, uh, village boys, went to visit our aunt in the township. And this was for us an awesome time. Uh, now let me give you a context. Uh, growing up in the village before 98 meant that there was no electricity. Um, I know that's hard for you to imagine if you grew up in a city. Imagine stage 12, low shedding. Like constant uh, darkness, uh, using candles, uh, having candlelit dinner every, every evening. So that was me. Uh, and the beauty of going into a township was obviously that I would be exposed to normal lights uh, and light bulbs uh, for about a week or so. I still remember coming back home. And I kid you not, um, my brother and I looked at our mom and looked at the candles. And we were like, there's something wrong with this room. There's something wrong with this picture. Uh, it seems that the candles have gone dim. Did you change the brand that you were using? Um, we, we were not joking. Um, we, as we got home, uh, we're not used to uh, the darkness that we, uh, we experienced as we went back because uh, we hadn't realized that our, light, uh, our eyes were now uh, used to more light. We were exposed to uh, more light. Um, that's what we, we hadn't realized. And it was tough to adjust back uh, to normal life as we knew it. And now for many of us, spiritually speaking, um, we are living in darkness and we don't see it. Uh, we're living with a, a small candlelight that you, you, it seems like you can see stuff, uh, but you can't really see. You haven't been exposed to a life that is better than what you know, um, and uh, you don't really no, it's spiritually speaking, we are all in darkness, and we think that that's uh, the normal way of life, uh, but the reality is uh, we've lived in darkness, that apart from a true relationship with God, uh, all of us are in darkness. Uh, now, the Bible and John's Gospel uh, use this picture of darkness um, to describe to us what a life that is, in, that is lived in rebellion against God looks like. Uh, John calls it uh, darkness. When you and I rebel against the authority of God in our lives, uh, we find ourselves living in darkness. But the Christian story is uh, awesome because it brings light into that uh, darkness. The Christian story says that in Jesus, God uh, brought, broke into our, uh, our history and he brought about light into um, our darkness. And so there are four accounts of this uh, Christmas story, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, but one of the most awesome one is John's gospel because he uses pictures uh, to describe to us what our lives look like outside of a relationship with Jesus. Um, and in our passage this evening, uh, there's two ideas that are used here that John uses. Um, he uses the word light and life uh, to describe what Jesus has come to do. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 1 is where uh, we are. John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. This is what John says about this man, Jesus, uh, this man who was born of a virgin. 
Uh, he says, in him that is in Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, John comes and he presents to us a picture of uh, who Jesus is. Uh, and he tells us there's two implications for uh, on uh, uh, those uh, two verses. Number one is that we live in darkness. What he said that. Uh, number two is that us, the solution to our darkness comes outside of this world. Uh, so first thing, we live in darkness. Secondly, um, the solution to our darkness and our dark situation come outside um, of our world. Uh, so for you and I to understand the first point uh, that our world is darkness, is um, our, our world and our life is filled with darkness, we need to consider the whole story of the Bible, uh, the Christian story. Uh, the Christian story uh, begins um, at the beginning. It begins with a perfect world that God creates. Um, it begins with people living in the world that God has created. And the repeated phrase in the first two chapters of the Bible, it says, it was good. It was very good, uh, this world that God had created. And so God not only creates the world, but he sets boundaries for men. And he tells them, this is where you should find life uh, and meaning uh, and not here. And what do people do? Um, we don't listen. Um, we listen to uh, this creature called the serpent. Uh, the, the serpent is a picture of a, a fallen being, Satan, uh, who whispers in the people's uh, ears and tells them, man, you can't be listening to God. Surely you can't be listening to somebody telling you how you ought to live your life. Uh, and chapter 3 of Genesis, uh, we see men rejecting and trying to find life where God had told them not to, uh, not to find life. And that's how darkness and brokenness uh, came to, uh, to be in our world uh, with the rebellion of our forefather, um, Adam. And since then, our world has been filled with darkness. I wonder if you've ever thought about that. Have you ever looked at life and our world and thought, man, this is such a dark place? Have you ever maybe thought to yourself that sometimes this darkness doesn't feel like just something that's out there, but it's in, in our lives, uh, in the things that we don't want to do, but we end up doing, uh, things that we know don't please God, uh, but we continue doing those things uh, because our hearts are broken. Uh, have you ever felt like that? Have you ever heard somebody or been hurt by somebody and thought, hey, man, surely there's got to be a better world than this. Surely there has to be uh, a better way of living, a better life uh, for all. The ANC promises us a better life for all. Um, if you and I were to perhaps drop a, a pin, a Google pin, how many of you use Google Map? The adults use Google Map. You had to drop a pin into Midrand, and you had to navigate the streets of Midrand. Uh, I wonder what you will find. I wonder what you will find if you were to zoom into people's lives at the office space, uh, in their homes. Um, I'm sure you will find a lot of darkness. Uh, people determined to live as if God uh, is not, uh, is not um, alive. Uh, you see racial tensions uh, right here in uh, Midland. You see inequalities, brokenness. Uh, you see a lot of backbiting, backstabbing in the office space. Uh, that is the darkness that John is speaking 
about. If you were to zoom into people's lives, you'll see many um, women who are raising kids on their own uh, because of immorality, uh, families being ripped apart. That is the darkness uh, that John is speaking about. Have you ever felt lonely? Have you ever felt uh, depressed and defeated by life? Poor and, 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 and experiencing injustice? Um, somebody once said that every single one of us has this thing in common. We all come from dysfunctional families. Have you ever felt like that at the Christmas uh, din- uh, uh, lunch? That my family is just dysfunctional. Anyone felt like that? You can shout amen, by the way. <laughs> Often our world is filled with darkness and we don't even realize it. And what we do, here's the thing that we do as humans. Uh, we present the best picture out there. If you were to look at our social media, uh, you'll see wonderful lives. Uh, people living the best life ever. They have more money uh, than there actually is on their bank accounts. They're all having fun. Uh, they're laughing as a family. Uh, my, my family and I were taking pictures recently, posted them on Facebook. But actually, like during the, 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 the photo taking, there was tension because uh, there was tension at the home. My wife doesn't, we're not always... Um, in sync, but you're not going to see that because obviously we present the best picture out there. We're just a loving family uh, that never fights, isn't it? Um, but that's not the world that you and I live in. Our world is filled with darkness and brokenness. Uh, we hurt each other and we are hurt by other people. Um, and we don't realize it. Why? Because um, we're having fun. We're living our best life. Um, ever. Uh, picture a big room with people playing soccer or whatever sport you may like, and they're just having fun. They can't see anything, but there's lots of kicking, adrenaline rush, and they think, man, we're having the best life ever, uh, but they need somebody to come switch on the light uh, and, uh, and illumine uh, this room uh, for them to actually live and live life as God has intended for them to live. Uh, and this brings us to our second point, that we needed somebody from outside uh, to show us that, man, you guys are living in a desperate and dark situation. We needed somebody from outside of this world to come into our world uh, to bring us life and light. And that person is Jesus. And this, this is the Jesus that John presents to us in John chapter 1. Uh, listen to these words from John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Uh, John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. That's a weird way of speaking, but he's just saying that uh, everything that exists uh, came into existence because of this person called the Word. And as you read along, you'll notice that John is actually referring this word um, to Jesus. This word is the self-expression of God, a God who expressed himself in creating our world, uh, but a God who took on human flesh. Have a look at verse 14 if you have your Bibles open. This is what John says about the word. He says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The creator of the universe took on human flesh, became a baby to live among us, to bring light and life into our situation. Just picture that for a minute. 
the creator of the universe, the one who created the oxygen molecule. I don't even know what that is. I didn't do physics. But I know that if I choked you, you'll experience what a lack of the oxygen molecule is. Uh, but this very same God who creates the oxygen molecule takes on uh, the uh, human flesh and he comes to breathe the same air that he created. Uh, what a glory um, that is. This word uh, became flesh. Um, theologians call this um, the incarnation. Uh, you can go onto our website and listen to the sermon from this morning because it explains this concept that the ultimate way that God revealed himself to us, he's not some distant deity up there uh, doing stuff that we don't know uh, what he's doing. The ultimate way that he's displayed himself was by becoming human. I was being born um, as a baby. And what John does, unlike the other Gospels, he doesn't have uh, cute... Um, angels or uh, cute shepherds running around greeting baby Jesus. He doesn't do that. Uh, He takes us uh, to the throne room of God and says that Jesus is God. Jesus is God uh, who became human, who took on uh, human flesh. He was born of a virgin, uh, which simply means that he didn't have a sinful father, uh, which simply means that he was free of the darkness and the sin of our world. Uh, which simply means that he was the only one who can actually bring light into our world. An old um, African theologian puts puts it like this, uh, and I think this is incredible. He talks about this light, this God who existed before creation coming into our world. Listen to these words by Augustine. He says that man's maker was made man, that he, the ruler of the, st- of the stars, might nurse at his mother's breasts, that the bread might hunger, the fountain thirst, the light sleep, the way be tired on its journey, that truth might be accused of false witness, the teacher be bitten with whips, and the foundation be suspended on wood, that strength might grow weak, that the healer might be wounded, that life might die. You see, the beauty of Christmas is that God, who was without sin, came into our world filled with darkness um, to taste what it lives like, looks like um, to live in darkness. And he died a sinful uh, death of a sinner on a cross uh, so that you and I uh, can have a life and can have a true light and be reconciled uh, to God. Uh, John chapter 1 verse 4, in him that is in the word, in Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the story of Christmas is exactly that. A God who comes out of this world uh, to restore our relationship uh, with himself. What a glory that is. Uh, The glory of the gospel message that we didn't take a step towards him. He took a step towards us, and as he entered into our world, he lived in a world that is exactly like ours. Um, a world filled with darkness, a world where families were broken uh, apart, a world where there was corrupt politicians uh, who did all sorts of things uh, to steal from the poor and to enrich themselves. That is the world that Jesus came into, a world of immorality and hatred of a neighbor. (laughs) That is the world that Jesus steps into. And as he steps in, he brings light. He goes around healing the sick. Uh, he goes around calling people back to God and forgiving their sins. That is what Jesus does. He goes around doing things 
that no ordinary human being can ever do. God-like things are to prove that indeed he's God. On one occasion in John chapter 11, he raised somebody back to life. How can a man raises uh, a person back to life? I'm sure you're thinking that old that guy earlier on this year who claimed that he raised someone from the dead. Uh, that's a fluke. That was a fake miracle, and we all saw it. Uh, that guy had a cell phone in his pocket when he uh, rose up from his coffin, by the way. So no ordinary human being can bring life, uh, can bring somebody who's dead back to life. Yet Jesus does it. About one of the miracles that he does in chapter 9 of John's gospel is that he lays hands on a man, or rather he spits on the ground, uh, and he uh, puts mud on his face, and this guy who was born blind uh, now can see. And Jesus uh, does that. He performs that miracle to prove that indeed he is the light of the world. Um, the irony of that story, if you go on to read it in chapter 9, is that this man begins with being blind, people calling him a sinner. But at the end of the story, he sees Jesus and he rejoices and he calls him Lord and King over my life. Jesus opens his eyes to see uh, the true light. The irony is the very same people, the religious people who went to church, who thought they had it all together, uh, who thought they could see and they were living in, in the light, they end up Although they can physically see Jesus, they don't recognize who Jesus is. Uh, so this man who is blind sees who Jesus is. Uh, these people who can see cannot see who Jesus is. They cannot see the reality that they are living in darkness and they think that they can work their way up to God. They think they can go to church, uh, sing a few songs, put money into the collection box and they will be okay with Jesus. Uh, like me as a young boy, they lived in darkness for their, to their entire life, and they had not seen what light uh, would look like. Um, but Jesus, as he comes into the scene, he comes to be born of a woman, uh, to live a perfect life, a life that you and I can never live, to die on the cross, a death that you and I deserve. The story of Christmas does not make sense without the story of Easter, uh, because at, the, at Easter time, Jesus took upon himself our sin uh, so that he can bring us into a relationship with God so that you and I can know what life looks like and life as God has intended it to mean, to be like. And that's the story of um, Christmas. Um, I like how a guy called uh, Tim Keller put it uh, in his book called Hidden Christmas. Uh, if you have money, buy that uh, book. You can get it on Google Books. Uh, it's called Hidden Christmas. And in one of his chapters, he discusses this idea of light coming into our world, this idea of Christmas and us being obsessed by light, singing um, uh, songs about light coming into our world. And this is what he has to say about Jesus. He says that Jesus is the light because he brings a new life to replace our spiritual deadness, because he shows us the, tr the truth that heals our spiritual blindness, and because he is the beauty that breaks our addiction to money, sex, and power. He is the light for us when all lights go out. I wonder if you thought about that. Uh, perhaps you're not a Christian. Uh, you are invited here. I think we can agree that Jesus uh, is by far the most influential figure in history, and the things that he did 
and his ultimate miracle of coming back to life prove that indeed he is the light uh, that would bring us life and that would restore our relationship uh, to God. I wonder if you believe this evening that indeed when all lights go out, Jesus is our true life. Why don't I lead us in prayer in response to God's word? Father, we thank you so much. We thank you uh, that throughout the world, um, over 160 countries rejoice um, concerning your king, um, who was born of a virgin, who lived a perfect life, who died the death that we deserve, uh, so that we can be reconciled to God, that we would experience life as you have intended uh, it to be. So tonight I pray for someone who may not believe in Jesus. I pray for those who believe in Jesus. I pray that you show us that there's nothing we can do to bring life into our darkness, uh, that we would look to you, uh, the only source of light and life, and that someone this evening would take a step in saying, I don't understand everything, but I understand that I'm a sinner living in darkness, and I need somebody outside of this world to come rescue me and to make me a Christian. Uh, This evening we thank you uh, that we could sing songs and continue to sing. I pray that you'd uh, have us reflect on the ways that we sing uh, and that Christ would be king over our lives and that we would experience life and life to the full, a life in the light, uh, the light that you bring. This we pray in your name and for our good. Amen. Amen.